Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly research roundup for research published between the 9th and 15th of May 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. It's been a very busy week for research. There have been 10 new MECFS studies and 26 new non-COVID studies. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail. Paper 1 looks at distinguishing between controls and MECFS by looking at biomolecules, in particular proteins and cytokines, and extracellular vesicles. This study used 49 MECFS patients and 49 healthy controls. This research used data which has been previously published on this cohort on plasma cytokines and plasma proteomics, but freshly prepared and characterised the extracellular vesicles EVs present. Extracellular vesicles are nanosized membrane bound particles which are naturally released from most cell types. They can transport other molecules such as DNA, RNA, and proteins between cells and parts of the intracellular communication, particularly in the immune system response. This study employed advanced statistical methods to compare the data alongside clinical measurements of health. In summary, results found that MECFS patients exhibited greater size and concentrations of EVs in the plasma. Cytokine content in EVs revealed Li2 was significantly higher in MECFS. Li2 is an interleukin which is a cytokine and part of the signaling molecules in the immune system. Numerous correlations among EV cytokines, among plasma cytokines and among plasma proteins from the mass spectrometry proteomics which is an analytic tool for separating and identifying molecules, were found. Significant correlations between clinical data and protein levels suggest particular roles for proteins and pathways for disease. For example, higher levels of specific pro-inflammatory cytokines known as CSF2 and tumor necrosis factor, TNFA, were correlated with greater physical and fatigue symptoms in MECFS. Higher serine proteinase, S-E-R-P-I-N-A-5, which is involved in homeostasis, was correlated with higher CF13 general health scores. Machine learning classifiers were able to identify a list of 20 proteins that could discriminate between MECFS and controls, and this could be further reduced to 7, providing separation between the two groups. Identification of MECFS or controls could be done with a 86.1% accuracy depending on the method used. Results add to the growing evidence that there are significant differences in the biomolecules present in the blood for those with MECFS and that cytokine signaling networks are altered. There is a lot of interesting data in this paper with a number of interesting new findings. However, it is particularly lengthy to read. It is worth looking at Figure 9, which gives a graphical summary of the key findings from this paper. There are a few problems in the way the study is presented. Firstly, some of the references have been incorrectly cited in the paper itself. Secondly, it's not clear what case definition for MECFS was used, as there is conflicting information in the methods and results section to whether the FUCUDA definition was used alongside the Canadian consensus. FUCUDA criteria is criticised in its use in diagnosing MECFS, especially when used in research. For example, problems in the FUCUDA criteria 
include post-exertional malaise PEM not being compulsory, which leads to misdiagnosis and it's not easy to use on a clinical level. There is a review of the contrasting care conditions, which has previously been written by Brown et al. 2013. We have previously seen research which has used significant methods to help differentiate between those with severe ME-CFS and healthy controls. This previous research found extracellular vesicles and microRNA to be particularly important for differentiating between groups, and we've written a summary on this previous research. Findings from this latest study are reassuring that we're now moving towards finding a biomarker with not only a severely ill cohort needed for separation between groups, however, larger studies and verification of results is needed. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.